0: Hi, Nave. Hello. Welcome back to our podcast, everybody. Today is Good Friday. This is a bonus episode. I am here drinking my favorite tea, Huckleberry Friend.
1: Uh, You seem to be drinking that a lot lately. I'm (laughs) actually having a cup of coffee today because I needed a little more caffeine than tea could give me.
0: Nice. And mom, how is your intention
1: this week going? So my intention that we talked about was focusing on hope and letting go of despair. It's been a work in progress, um, but I feel like I'm definitely leaning on God and going to continue it through the weekend. How has your intention been going?
0: My intention's been going really well. I've been praying the rosary and I've, I have prayed for you and that you'd hopefully figure out your oh, living situation you. moving forward yeah and um, i feel like as i pray the rosary it is my time with god but i also realize that as i go through my prayers that i've just been thinking of all my loved ones and sending out little prayers to all of them so it is time with god but it's also time to think about my loved ones so um it's really been wonderful so um yeah so today is good friday it is observed during holy week to commemorate Jesus' crucifixion so why do we call it good this is something that's a good question thinking about and um because it's literally the day that our savior was crucified by the ones he loves for the ones that he loves so i was doing some research into this and i researched both like the English definition of good and then also Mm -hmm. um, religious philosophers and what they had to say on it. So actually the senior editor at the Oxford English Dictionary wrote an article about this and they were writing that the adjective good is traditionally used because it designates a day on or sometimes a season in which religious observance is held. So the... Oxford English Dictionary states that "good" in this context re- refers to a day or season observed as holy by the church. So that makes sense. And um, a lot of religious philosophers say that it's called Good Friday because it's it leads to the resurrection of Jesus and his victory over death and sin, and it causes the celebration of Easter. So okay. That also kind of makes sense. But okay, enough class. Class is dismissed for this bonus episode. (laughs) We are going to have a reading. Mom, you picked a reading. And then we're also going to read what the four gospels have to say about Jesus last moments. Um so we have a lot going on, but mom, if you would like to do your reading. Yes. So
1: on Good Friday, we remember that Jesus willingly suffered and died by crucifixion. I feel as though today is the most critical day for our faith, for as Christians, um even more so than Christmas or other holidays. I just feel it was truly the day that He gave up everything for us. So I'm going to read Mark chapter 12, verse 33. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with vinegar, put it on the staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion, who stood there in front of Jesus, saw how he died, he said, Surely this was the Son of God.
0: That's an extremely moving passage. And the the four Gospels, they they do have similarities with Jesus' last moments, but they also have um, some differences in them. So Matthew writes, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, That is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mark, it's written, And in the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Luke states, And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. John states, When Jesus therefore had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished and bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Wow. So the Gospel of Luke lays out that Jesus' last words were, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, which is such a powerful statement, I am speechless.
1: I know, when you look at the Gospels, you can kind of blend them together um, to look at the different statements as to his last words, but Luke is the only one that says he breathes his last breath so i feel as if those were his final words and the other gospels don't say this these were his final words so i think that maybe luke's you know interpretation is the final word and just the image of jesus on the cross knowing that his mom and his friends are there looking out that it's just it it's really powerful and heart wrenching
0: Yeah, that is true. Matthew and Mark are very similar. But I also feel like Matthew, Mark, and John, they allow for, like, maybe something happened between these events. But Luke stating, having said this, he
1: breathed his last. I agree that 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 lays it out without a question. Yes. And when Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, This is, he's just, he's struggling at that moment. So what do you think what do you think that indicates or even indicates about sin i think i think it shows the ugliness of sin and how
0: it caused jesus who is the most loving person of all time to be crucified and it shows that he was in pain he was he was so sad because he was being forsaken and i feel like it portrays the relationship between God and Jesus and how much Jesus loved God and how much he loved
1: us too. I agree, Maeve. And I think um, it also shows like the crucifixion and just our, our sin and Jesus agreeing to the to the will of God, but it shows that sin can be a bridge between us and God, really. That is true. When I was reflecting
0: on this passage, I was brought back to the father-son relationship. And I was thinking about how a lot of my motivation comes from wanting to make you and dad proud. And I was thinking, like on easter we talk a lot about how jesus died to save our sins out of complete love which is wonderful and i love talking about that but reading this passage really hits home to me that jesus did it out of love for god to make god proud and to follow his will and he places nothing above god and it's that relationship that ultimately saves us and so yes jesus loved us and did it for us but i think we can work on mimicking putting God above everything else. And I just love that father-son relationship
1: that that is portrayed in this. That's so true, Maeve. I always think, oh, Jesus died for us. Jesus was crucified for us. But you're right. It's a a challenge to put God before everything else. But that is basically what the whole basis of our faith is, what Jesus is asking us to do. Mm
0: -hmm. And I know
1: we're both heading off to Stations of the Cross so I will wrap us up with a closing prayer. Dear God, we hear the last words of Jesus and we are filled with sorrow. Jesus, you suffered so much for our sake and yet you gave yourself to God's will. Teach us to have the humility by which you saved the world and help us to show your love to one another. Comfort us as the world struggles with war and violence. We ask for peace, sustain us and guide us in the days to come.